Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Fill Your Soul podcast. I am your host this week, Brianna Knoll, and we are going to be talking about chakras, specifically the root chakra is our first chakra in this series. Um, I'm super excited to go through all the different vibrations and things that you can do to support it, harmonize it, raise it, all of that stuff. So let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I am excited for this one. We're going to talk about the root chakra and all everything that has to do with it. So this is definitely going to be a lot of information. You guys can come back to it as often as you need to kind of check into it, especially when you're working on clients and maybe one of them is having an issue with said chakra, you could always refer them to this episode so that they can get a little bit more information. Remember, our goal as foot owners is to empower and to educate and to help them to feel like they can do this because that's what we're doing. We're helping them balance so that their body can work appropriately. So let's talk root chakra for a second. It is our first chakra. The location of it is on the base of our tailbone all the way down between our legs where it's called the perineum is that space between the front and the back um when we think about the root chakra think everything stable sturdy secure all of those type of emotions are going to be dealing with this and as i go through the different elements the different information about it the vibrations all of this stuff i want you to try to think about the common thread that connects all of them you should see a pattern and it should be those main things stable secure safe those going to be kind of the things that we deal with here um when you think about the uh, location of the root chakra, you should think that it opens up towards the earth and that it's our grounding chakra. It's our first one, right? So the chakras, think about them like a pool of water. It's going to be spinning and opening. It needs to be flowing correctly and the channels connecting each chakra need to be open in order for it to flow into the next pool and then the next pool so it is a flowing energy here and a spinning energy so you may notice that on your zones or in you individually that each of them are moving at different vibrations and different speeds um, so really try to pay attention to how those feel when you are doing your zone um, also something else of kind of about the location is you're going to start to notice that we talk through, um, different, in, uh, uh, excuse me, different hormonal glands. Uh, each one is kind of associated with them depending on location or function. So our first one being the root chakra, most people would think maybe it has to do with like the testes or the ovaries. That's actually the sacral chakra. What gland, hormonal gland, endocrine gland, gives you survival and safety? Well, that's going to be your adrenal gland. That's going to be your fight or flight gland, your pick you up and go. We talk so much about that vagus nerve response, and a lot of it is controlled by the adrenal gland. So the adrenal glands sit on top of the kidneys. Um, every other chakra from here on out, you'll notice that they do kind of correlate closer to the location. This is the only one that is not right next to the chakra. So if this chakra is down at the bottom of the tailbone, the gland is on the top of the kidneys, just kind of know that. Does that mean you can feel uh, chakral energy in the adrenal glands? 
absolutely. You could address the signals on the spine. So you could go to the base of the spine and find the root chakra. You could go to the adrenal gland and find the root chakra. Wherever you would like to find it, you can. Know that there's going to be energy in both locations. I tend to only just go on the base of the tailbone. That's kind of my go-to location. But there are times that maybe I feel like I need to pull it down closer into the hill. And then I, I kind of find that location in the hill area. What we're looking for on this is a bundle of energy, right? So a group of energy that has kind of the same vibration, and it may take some time for you to kind of practice finding said locations, um, but really just try to focus on what you're looking for. So if we're looking for the emotions of, I am safe, I am secure, I am capable, you know, so capable is going to be more of one like, Duh, meh, I'm going to take capable back. Capable is going to probably be closer to the solar plexus, but it's going to be the I can do. Um, I am able to do this more of like that uh, security in acting, right? So confidence is going to be there. Now think about this. So every chakra is going to have an equal and opposite trait to it, right? So if this one is all about safety, the world is going to tell you that in order to feel safe, you have to have money, okay? And that's not necessarily accurate, right? You know, money does help us have security in life, and it is important, and we need money. But the world is going to tell you that money is what creates security, and that's not accurate in my opinion. So um, the lower three, which we are going to talk about one each week, but I want to just kind of touch briefly on them because they really connect well together. So we have root chakra for safety, solar, uh, sacral chakra for connection, and the third chakra is the solar plexus, and that is willpower. So on the extreme sides of these, the, er, the world says uh, money for your root chakra is needed. Uh, to connect, you need to have sex. And to feel powerful, um, you need to work, 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 right? That's going to be kind of what they say is going to need to like the world survives off of money, sex, and power. <laughs> that's, that's what they believe it is. And, and we're here to kind of help you to understand that those are the extremes of those chakras. In fact, a, a harmonious chakra or a healthy chakra would look for security, connection, and strength and willpower. That's going to be kind of more those lower three chakras. And next week, um, Madge is going to talk about the sacral chakra and she'll kind of go into more depth about that. But just kind of think through those um, over the next couple of weeks as we talk um, about them and kind of just notice where you're at. Do you have financial insecurities, whether within yourself or in your bank account, right? How are you able to handle your finances? This can also be a great thing to do to kind of, if you want to kind of develop that root chakra, read financial books, read books that talk about how to uh, live a secure, financially stable life. That could be a great resource here. You could also read self-help books that are talking about finding a sense of security within yourself, being one with yourself, finding that inner peace. Those would all be really great books to read to strengthen the root chakra. Now, 
we, I think I mentioned the color of this is red. So red is going to be our slowest um, vibration and our longest wavelength, according to like the visible eye. Um, think about kind of the emotions you feel when you see the color red. It's often associated with fire or passion, right? That makes sense as to it's our first root chakra, right? It's going to be all about survival. That's kind of how that goes. So one thing about the chakras is they actually open. So we're born with all seven of them, right? But each of them open and straight and begin to develop at different time frames of life. So I'm going to kind of just touch on the uh, root chakra here for a second. With the root chakra, this is the one when we are born. So think about a newborn, right? A newborn is there purely just to survive, right? They're there to eat, sleep, poop, and that's about it, right? They're, they don't quite have that connection yet. Maybe they want to feel safe by you holding them, but they don't quite look at you and like be like, oh, I want you yet. That usually happens about two to three weeks. So the root chakra typically has a quick development period, in my experience, um, from about zero to two to three weeks. And as soon as that that baby can start looking at the the caregivers and and you can kind of see that they're like, oh, I want you, I like you. That's when they've moved into the next chakra, which is connection. So think kind of about um, how important it is for a newborn to feel a sense of security, right? That's, that's what they need at this time. They need to feel protected. They need to feel safe. They need to feel provided for all of their needs met. The more capable you are of providing those basic needs, the quicker that chakra will develop appropriately. Now, and I say appropriately because this is important, we need to help it to develop to appropriate lengths as well. So what would happen if you, oh, heaven forbid, but you neglected that baby? You could create a very weak foundation for the chakra and it would constantly be feeling um, threatened, right? So very important, obviously, to maintain that sense of security throughout their lives, but those first couple of weeks are very crucial. So if, if a poor baby was neglected or abandoned, um, they may fight issues of a sense of security in later years. This can be healed and this can be changed. So no panicking if you're one that's like, okay, this is definitely me you're talking to. Um, but if, if a parent is overprotective and they don't let anything happen to the child um, or the infant, that can also um, create maybe a hyper, hyper inflated root chakra. So then they, they constantly need that sense of support, that sense of uh, comfort and providing. So we really want to try to create balance in this. And 99% of the time, I, I just say to, to our mom and dads, just trust your instincts. You're going to do great. Um, but if you are noticing that maybe you're you're overprotecting them, realize that that's not necessarily the best either because uh, the chakra needs to develop to an appropriate boundary. So if you're telling it to uh, increase its size, realize that that's going to need to be maintained throughout its life and that may not always be realistic. So there's just a kind of a few points and tips I would give on that. 
Um, when it comes to the root chakra, the element is going to be earth. So we talked about how it's uh, the energy of it is facing downward towards the earth. Um, that's for that reason. So it's going to be very sturdy and grounding. So people who may have a chakra issue here may feel flighty, um, unstable. Like again, all these words are going to kind of create a theme, right? Um, maybe they want to, they, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They can't put down roots, right? Um, the element is going to be, uh, or excuse me, not the element, the, the stone. If you were to kind of create a stone or a crystal for it, the most common one is going to be red jasper. Um, there is a list of a couple other ones, but I'm going to be honest, I can't pronounce half of them. <laughs> so, uh, the other ones that I could pronounce, uh, hematite, smoky quartz, and bloodstone. Those ones are going to be of a similar vibration that's very grounding and earthy. I love those. And the reason I use stones is just to increase a vibration. I would um, really recommend never becoming reliant on an object um, for your sense of healing and balance. So yes, use crystals, use essential oils, do all that great stuff, but try not to need it, right? If you then need said crystal, it's uh, creating a false sense of security. We want to create that security inside ourselves first, and then maybe use these things to strengthen it. Uh, the symbol of it is a four petal lotus. So a lotus that's opening um, and it's a four petal one. So it's, it's just a really pretty um, sim uh, symmetry to it. Uh, I just really like kind of the, the look of it for that. Uh, we talked about the endocrine gland, endocrine gland. We talked about the uh, when it opens and develops. So let's go through some of the emotions here that you may find stored in that chakra. So like I said, it deals with survival and it's actually blocked by fear. Um, and again, I love that cute little video that we talked about last episode. So if you need that one, um, go back into it. It's just YouTube. It's the children's show, uh, The Last Airbender. They do a great job of explaining what emotions are stored there and what ones block it. So if we're dealing with survival and it's blocked by fear, we want to help them create a sense of security. That's going to be the emotion that we're trying to create for them or add into it. So some negative emotions you may find are would be like fear, anxiety, threatened, neglected, and basic human needs are not provided for. Those are going to be the common emotions that I find there. And I like to give my clients, I have a list of positive emotions and I like to say, okay, what would you like it to be? We're looking for that, that secure feeling. And then I kind of let them guide what emotions they want to be stored there. Um, but I definitely try to help them to focus on feeling safe and secure when I'm clearing those emotions. Now, if we were to kind of talk through the foods associated with it, remember we mentioned before that there's a great book called Chakra Foods and You um, by Cindy Dell and Dana Childs. I really like this one because it gives you kind of, um, it doesn't just list the foods that would be great. It, it kind of helps to cater around your personality. So this book talks about the root chakra, those who are more root chakra prone, and they have a cute quiz and all that stuff to kind of help you to understand it. Um, they call it the manifester. So these are the, the get up and go doers, right? So these, they, they like to move, they like to go, go, go. So in order to fuel that 
drive and that go, 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 you need really nutrient dense and powerful foods. So like, I hate to even say this, but like a liver to eat liver is like amazing for people in the root chakra because it's just so, it's such a powerful organ food. Right. And so, but you could also do like a very lean protein, such as like a very uh, lean piece of uh, ground beef. That would be a great thing. Or (laughs) think other nutrient dense foods, such as like very healthy carbs or um, a lot of veggies. A lot of veggies is really, really good for this one. Um, anything that maybe you're craving. Um, so this kind of tends more towards the personality of it. Um, the, the key to here is to not let someone feel shame towards food. And so it needs to be to just, um, eat healthy and trust your intuition and to try to avoid foods that are like, or try to avoid the mentality of like, I can't have that. No food. No, I can't eat that. That's a nope food is what she calls it. Um, That's going to kind of more create an emotional response that threatens your survival more than anything else. And so versus that, try to just be open to it and say, I'm fueling my body because I'm a powerful being. That's going to be kind of more the approach that they're um, encouraging you to go to. Um, this is also a really important thing. If you have food sensitivities to avoid foods that cause high inflammation, high inflammation can lead to adrenal fatigue. The adrenal gland is associated to the root chakra. So you can kind of see how these like tie in together. And that's why I'm really enjoying this book is because it makes sense. The way she's explaining it really, it, it just it makes sense. I'm like, okay, I really like this. She does give a kind of a great schedule here talking about like waking up hungry. Um, and then maybe get some stuff done, get up and move because that's what, that's what that chakra wants to do. It wants to provide, it wants to keep you safe and secure. And so to move first thing in the morning on an empty stomach would actually be like really great for a lot of people in this chakra. Um, and then come back and get something done, uh, get your, get your blood sugars going, try not to snarf down the things that's going to spike you, but just fuel your body, eat lunch, maybe on the early side, um, to curb the energy dip in the early afternoon, grab a snack. We like hummus and whole grain crackers, veggies, probiotic, um, yogurt, blueberries, and maybe mix in some seeds and nuts. I'm just reading straight from her book. Um, Eat dinner early. Try to dine between 5 to 6 p.m. And then have a small evening snack. So I I feel like, in my personal opinion, of having done every diet under the book, don't recommend it, don't do it. Um, (laughs) This is the very basic of the nutrition world. And this works great for people who are of the chakra type, but there are other people. So like for me, for instance, my food type Um, my chakra type is actually the sacral. And so Madge will talk about that next week, but that one's all about feeling, right? Versus this one's all about consistency and sustainability and security and making sure you have the right nutrients. So you can kind of play around with it. I highly recommend it. I love it, love it, love it. And I refer to it often for myself to kind of help it to, to go into it. So that's going to be our root chakra. The sound of it is, um, if we were to look at a keyboard on a piano, um, it's going to, it's just going to be your middle C 
um, that's going to be kind of the note for the root chakra or any of the lower C's is going to work for it. Um, I wasn't able to find a sound that I liked well enough to, to play into my microphone because I was afraid it wasn't going to work very well. But if you just Google um, sounds for the root chakra, there are so many videos that are really well done on YouTube that you could just listen to it for a couple minutes to kind of help to notice that vibration. And while you're doing it, I would be thinking, I am safe, I am secure, um, and kind of let that energy to flow there. I hope this was helpful. Um, I'm really excited for this series, you guys. I think it's gonna be wonderful. Um, I'm so excited for uh, next week with Mandy uh, going through the, sac or the sacral chakra. I love this one. Who doesn't love connection with all people in this world? It's gonna be wonderful. Thank you again, guys, for all your support and everything. We love you, love you, love you. I hope you have a wonderful day and make sure you go out there and try to strengthen your root chakra this week. That's your guys' homework. Do all that you can to strengthen it. Oh, I didn't mention this. You can eat just red foods. That would be great too. Eat red foods. That will help to strengthen it because that's adding in that vibration already with the color of it. Or if you're feeling a little low in that safety, wear red, right? Put on a red t-shirt. You can utilize the color as much as you would like. Now on the reverse side of that, let's say you're feeling a little overwhelmed with it. Maybe eliminate some of the red in your life, right? Try to take it out first. Sorry, that was a total just random. I forgot to mention that. Anyways, we love you guys. Thank you again and have a great week. Go find lots of things to strengthen your root chakra.